Welcome to Parse, the official podcast of the Elaheo Midyar Mir Jalali Institute of Iranian Studies at the University of Toronto. In Persian, Parse means strolling or wandering around as an observer of contemporary life and modernity. In a similar spirit, our podcast Parse aims to take our listeners on an intellectual stroll in the field of Iranian studies, where they can listen to different ideas from leading thinkers, academics, activists, and authors in the discipline. Our podcast will provide thought-provoking excerpts from lectures and seminars organized by the Iranian Studies Institute at U of T to make the extensive work we do with our partners more accessible to academics and non-academics alike across Canada and beyond. The 53rd episode of Parse is an excerpt of a lecture given by Roshanak Khishti. This talk explores the question of the diegetic film sound in diasporic Iranian cinema through Anna Lili, Amir Poor's A Girl Walks Home Alone at Night, Mitra, Tabrizian's Qolam and Bahman, and Qobadi's No One Knows About Persian Cats. Roshanak Khishti is an associate professor of ethnic studies and affiliate faculty in the critical gender studies program at University of California, San Diego, and associate editor of the Journal of Popular Music Studies. She is the author of Modernity's Ear, Listening to Race and Gender in the World of Music, published by NYU Press in 2015, and Switch on Bach, published in 2019. She's currently completing her third book tentatively titled We See the Skin, Zora Niels Hurston's Synthetic Hermeneutics. Her scholarship has appeared in the Radical History Review, American Quarterly, Current Musicology, Feminist Media Histories, Hypatia, Feminist Studies, GLQ, Theater Survey, and Sounding Out. According to Claire Cooley, sound was key in the development of the pre-revolutionary film Farsi movement, which produced stars that moved from screen to stage. A burgeoning, writing quote, a burgeoning sonic stardom of singers and a larger sound media ecology were both integral to the development of film Farsi, unquote. The Iranian nation state harnessed sound through film Farsi to foment national pride in a monolingual Iran, drawing audiences away from Egyptian and Indian cinema and away from regional linguistic and cultural diversity to a monocultural modernity. Lodan Nushin additionally illustrates that during this mid-century period, quote, the arrival of sound allowed music to participate in the film's message promoting a homogenous national identity that is Persian-centric, secular, and Western-facing, and closely allied with the power of the centralized state." Unquote. If the soundscape of film Farsi became instrumental in the project of Iranian nation building in the mid-century, can the same be said of the relationship between film sound and the Iranian diaspora? And if so, what kind of imagined community is fomented? Okay, now I'm going to play um, an introduction to the free version of No One Knows About Persian Cats 
which is on Vimeo that I'm sharing with you in the chat. And uh, this free version has an introduction by uh, the director, Bahman Qobadi. His introductory comments translate as, hello and greetings to my dear fellow countrymen. I'm Bahman Qobadi, the director of this film, No One Knows About Persian Cats. It's very important that you were seeing my film for free. You have my blessings. Please distribute it as far and wide as possible. The reason for this is that in Iran, my films and the films of my peers are banned. And for this reason, it is a blessing for you to see it. The only thing that I ask is, please project it on the largest screen you can, you can find and play it on the finest speakers you have as a great deal of work went into this film. Secondly, wherever you are, if you have neighbors or if you know of anyone who are musicians like the kids in this movie, please support them. These kids struggle working under precarious conditions and receiving no support in places like Iran, neither from the nation nor from any organizations. They can only benefit from people like you. The future of this country is in the hands of these youth and all artistic youth, but especially musicians. In, his, in this introduction to the free streaming version of the film, No One Knows About Persian Cats, available on Vimeo, Bahman Gobadi addresses his audience. This is an audience that is presumably outside of Iran, yet ham vatan, or countrymen, nevertheless. Gobadi's appeal also constructs an imagined community through this audience who will audit and bear witness to a soundscape produced by youth sounds with no capacity for audience by the Iranian nation state, just as his films have no audience there. Instead, Gobadi appeals to the performative potential of a form of audition that lay beyond national borders yet within the cultural and affective borders of something called a vatan, a country, in this case, Iran. What I explore here is the performative world-making potential of audition and examine the soundscape of diasporic Iranian cinema for the workings of this performativity. The three films I will be discussing today Mitra Tabrizian's 2017 film, Kolam, Anna Lily Amirpour's 2014 film, A Girl Walks Home Alone at Night, uh, which I will hereafter refer to as Agwan, and Bahman Gobadi's 2009 film, No One Knows About Persian Cats, which I will refer to as No Cap. These films circulated within a network I call Diasporic Iranian Cinema. So I'll give a brief synopsis of the films. No One Knows About Persian Cats is a musical about underground music in Iran. Much of the music qualifies as what Gayatri Gobanath calls sonic diaspora due to its rejection of notions of authenticity, tradition, and purity in Iranian music. The film represents the echoing cavernous locations hidden throughout the city's centuries old cavities. Negar and Arash are two vocalists in the band Take It Easy Hospital, 
an indie rock band that sings in English and Farsi. They're guided by fast-talking hustler Nader through the city's underground music scene in search of new bandmates and visas so they can perform at several indie rock concerts in Europe, which they've been invited to. The film's diegetic world was expanded when members of one of the features, featured bands, the Yellow Dogs, were granted asylum in the States and began to achieve exactly the acclaim that Take It Easy Hospital pursued in the film. And um, it's outside of the, the purview of this talk to go into any elaborate discussion of the subsequent fate of members of that band, um, which uh, is, is quite tragic, but I, I'm not gonna discuss that in, in my talk today. Um, we can discuss that in the Q&A if, if, if people are interested. The next film, A Girl Walks Home Alone at Night, Annie, was by Anna Lili Amirpour in 2013. In the style of film noir, the film follows Adash, who is trapped in Bad City, a dusty, deserted, post-extraction ghost town, presumably in Iran, because everyone speaks Farsi. The town is patrolled by a skateboarding Chaudhuri female Dracula, who goes by the girl who terrorizes all the men except Adash. Prehistoric looking pump jacks deplete earth blood from the ground. A boy stands begging. A classic American muscle car revs and speeds off. These are some of the, the motifs in the film. The third film is Polam, 2017 production by Mitra Tabrizi. Polam is everyone's uncle. In fact, my uncle's Golam, a man who either drives a taxi cab or works as a mechanic, who has become completely disillusioned by any hope for political, spiritual, or financial gain. He befriends an elderly Caribbean woman in London whose grandson was murdered by a group of racist thugs. Tabrizian, who is otherwise known as a photographer, um, her photographs originally tipped me off to the significance of sound in her films. Rather than being silent, Tabrizian's films echo with movement and the presence of remaindered crisis. And I can share um, a few examples of that in case you're not familiar with uh, Tabrizian's prolific body of work, which I would encourage you to explore. So she has a series um, known as Film Stills, um, but as you can see, many of her photographs uh, have the, the kind of the quality of motion, uh, stopped motion, as if they're all film stills. So one of the things that I began exploring through uh, Tabrizian's photography um, is the capacity for her photographs to resonate and, and, and with, with some sonorous qualities. In the most obvious sense, diasporic Iranian cinema refers to films made by Iranians in diaspora like Amirpour's Agwan and Tabrizian's Golam, 
which were made in Southern California and London, respectively. But furthermore, diasporic Iranian cinema represents a much larger collection of works that are made in Iran, but with the intent of their circulation in diaspora, which is the case for Qobadi's No Cap. Many of the films of the new Iranian cinema movement of the 1990s and early 2000s had such a fate, disqualified by the Ministry of Culture and Islamic Guidance for domestic distribution due to content deemed an Islamic or anti-Islamic republic. Unbeknownst to the IRI, its stamp of disapproval in many cases impacted a film's international credibility and contributed to a cult status for a cadre of Iranian filmmakers whose films consistently failed to earn approval for domestic distribution, but nevertheless won the highest prizes at uh, the most prestigious film festivals around the world. Furthermore, some actors move within diasporic Iranian cinema. For example, the actor Sheikhabe Hosseini, who is the protagonist in Golam, uh, which was made and set in London, is also in a, new, in, in a number of Iranian films made and set in Iran that might simply be considered a part of the Iranian national cinema. So these are uh, some three examples. Um, the Salesman, About Ellie, and A Separation are three of the probably his most well-known films. All three of the films that I discuss qualify as what Hamid Nafisi has called an accented cinema, quite literally because many characters speak with accents. Nafisi describes the complex influences and stylistic markers evident in accented cinema. Accented films are in dialogue with the home and host nation, I'm sorry, host societies and their respective national cinemas, as well as with audiences. The accented style continually grapples with the politicized immediacy of the films and with the manner in which politics infuses all aspects of their existence. However, what distinguishes uh, what I'm calling uh, diasporic Iranian cinema um, is my particular interest on the critically important piece of the accent itself, especially its sound that marks a subject as both here and elsewhere, both a part of the film world and not. This creates what Robin Stilwell calls a fantastical gap that is formed within the film made available for occupation, like a portal, portal to another dimension that is not the film world, but another world entirely. The organizing logic of film in the 20th century around national cinemas has assumed a diegetic sound world that is geographically and hence culturally contained within national borders. But not only does diasporic Iranian cinema trouble this geographic containment for diegetic sound, so does the very troubled distinction of diegetic and non-diegetic. Put simply, diegetic sound refers to everything audible to the characters in a film, while non-diegetic sound is only audible to the audience. And the most 
a typical example for non-diegetic sound is the soundtrack, or uh, there's another order, which is a metadiegetic sound that could be in the form of a narrator, for example. So these represent tiers that we can understand to be um, worlds in, in, the, in the film that the film is producing. Thank you for listening to this episode of Parse. Your support is invaluable to us. To like, share, or listen to our latest episodes, please head to our pages on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or wherever else you listen to your podcasts. To watch the complete seminars, please head to the Elaheo Midyar Mirjalali Institute for Iranian Studies website and YouTube page, which are linked in the description. See you again on our next episode.